Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Bez Hashem, BPW number 25, by Primi Shir number 25. Um, we're going to talk about the ability that we all have to turn the power of negative around into a positive. Very often, you know, we think if my, I would be much more happy if my husband would be more like this or more like that, and on the other side of the mechitza, the the husband sometimes say that to themselves too. I'd be much happier if my wife would be this way or that way. And what we need to all learn is that happiness does not have to depend on your circumstance. And the truth is a lot depends on your outlook on the way you look at situations. Uh, there was a famous psychiatrist and author called Dr. Viktor Frankl. He wrote a book, Man's Search for Meaning. I think it's one of the most monumental, important books of the century, and um, he was a Jew who lived through World War II, and he wrote, he had concepts about logotherapy, which is his will to meaning, and he was put into the prison by the Nazis in World War II, and his wife, first wife, and children, and parents were all killed in, in, in the Holocaust. The Nazis took him, made him strip, and when they stripped, they noticed he still had on his wedding band. They took that from him too. And he said to himself, you can take away my wife, you could take away my children, you could strip me of my clothes, my freedom, but there's one thing you can never take from me, and that's my freedom to choose how I will react to what happens to me. Later, Dr. Frankel used his experience in World War II to develop many writings and lectures, as well as a form of counseling called logotherapy, that helped thousands of people deal with whatever life brings their way. He really had these theories from before the war, but he part of the what motivated him to survive is he used the, what his experience in the concentration camps as a testing ground for his theories on logotherapy and will to meaning and so on and so forth. So the book is called A Man's Search for Meaning, a very powerful, small book, but very powerful book. Anyway... The idea behind all this, though, is that happiness is a choice. And very often, even simple things like smiling more often has great value. People feel sometimes that they have to feel that happiness in their hearts and then they could smile. But studies have shown that the facial expressions um, are not necessarily a reflection of your feelings, but the feelings are a reflection of the facial expressions, meaning that if you smile more, in the beginning, it could be forced, but it does work. It generates that warmer feeling over time. You know, there are people, yes, that they smile and happy, and they 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 feel terrible inside. But but generally speaking, though, the more you do smile and you try and you make an effort that I want to feel happier, you will feel happier. And we have a, a, a the ability to true choose our facial reactions, expressions, and our attitudes towards any given situation, and. When we choose negative attitudes, we radiate negative feelings and can expect to be the recipient of that negativity as well. When we choose positive attitudes, we radiate positive feelings and we'll receive that from others. So, for example, let's say your husband is in sales. He has no choice. He has to travel. That's part of his job. He's making Parnassah Baruch Hashem. He doesn't like running around, but for his job, he has, he has to go on, on, on trips and so on and so forth. And let's say he has to travel around for, uh, you know, a week at a time even. 
uh, or or two weeks in a month, but for a full week, and that's hard for, hard for uh, for any wife. You know, there's the household responsibilities or managing the kids, and she's on her own, and, and it is an achrayis, and it's a burden when he's not there to help. And whenever he calls you, though, when he's on the road, you know, you could tell him about your problems, and 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 the stress level is very very high. But what you can also do is to appreciate your love for him and appreciation for him by sending him off with a smile and you understand how hard it is for him. He's doing the best he can. And um, when he comes back, you treat him with a special gift and make his favorite supper and so on and so forth, the things that make him welcome. It's really your choice. Sometimes it's important to say, I'm going to smile and make the best of it. This is this really what I'm saying here is going to be mentioned on the on, you know by the men also. It really is the idea of that attitude. You have this again. It's in the secular world, so there's a story again of a marriage where um, he the husband told her he has to work late most nights. He was in um, construction or painting or whatever it is. He had to renovate an entire hotel building in a few weeks' time. So he had this deadline. And he told his wife, I have to work very late most nights and many weekends for a while, you know, for a good, you know, eight weeks. She was, in a way, you know, that threw her off because, so she had two choices. She could get disgruntled over the situation and that wouldn't change anything. He still had to do what he had to do or he could do things, she could do things that would make it easier for her husband. And she chose that. She actually put on her own work clothes, showed up many evenings alongside him so they could be together, prepared food, went over to the hotel where he was doing his renovations, prepared food, uh, took it to him. They could enjoy dinner during those breaks, and she was a source of encouragement for him. When the project was completed, they both shared a sense of accomplishment, and they appreciated all the more their return to the free evenings and weekends together afterwards. Now, of course, not every... A wife has that opportunity that can go join the husband at his workplace or do that to that great extent. But the idea is, is that the idea of feeling, choosing the happy road, choosing the more positive road, choosing to encourage your husband in the way he feels about himself and his responsibilities and giving him the chizik and the joy, that's a strength and joy for the husband. And this is, are hard for all of us. We all, this is not just a marriage issue. The idea of being happy, regardless of life, Matzavim, is a challenge for many of us. You know, between us, some of us have, have easier lives, relatively speaking. Some have harder lives. Um, some have very difficult lives. And sometimes the Matzav changes from time to time. But we all have challenges. And we all have that choice. Are we going to... Um, choose to be happy and positive and optimistic in these matzavim or the other way around. So when it comes to the home and relationships, you know, it, unless a, a woman is married to a sociopath or a narcissist, then what mostly happens is, which is probably 99% of you, is you got your basic male package. You have a decent person, a husband, that has his flaws, could have some of his mishigasin, uh, whatever it is, but he's a normal, decent person with, with, with his set of male issues or other issues. And here is the idea of a choice. 
a choice to say to yourself, he could have flaws, things can don't have to be perfect, but I can make my husband's day. I could give him a chizik, I could help him, and I could be a positive both for myself, for my marriage, for my children. It's good for my health too. And to have that positive overall attitude about life in general and what life brings, and overall to my husband, even if he has flaws that drive me up a wall. But he has a lot of good points, and I appreciate those as well. The one thing very important that we're going to mention also in regarding to husbands, and we mentioned this in various yorim, is that a lot of them, it's more that they need respect even more than loved. Or another way to put it is, is that the way they feel loved is when they have that respect. It is very hard to understand. And when we talk about Ben Sian Schaefer's book, he talks about it, and the studies have shown this, that most the majority of women, if they give it a choice, either you have love and no respect, or, or respect and no love. Obviously, it's ideally to have both. But about 80 plus percent of women said that they would live with love without respect. And 80% of men were the opposite. They would live with respect, but they can't, they would live with without love, but they can't live without respect. For husbands, it seems, for males, is that the respect is a very strong thing for them. They often say that they, it, it hurts them when their wife talks to them like they're one of the children instead of being the man of the house. It feels humiliating to them, sometimes infuriating to them. And sometimes they may say, you know, I don't mind a little teasing now and then, but my wife does it in front of my friends or coworkers. I cringe. It embarrasses me when my wife just blurts out all my faults in front of everyone without considering my feelings or the effects of her comments, what they could have on other people's opinion of me. This is sometimes said by family gatherings in front of his relatives, her relatives. Again, husband has to be careful not to do the same thing. Um, to his wife or he may feel and say that I like when my wife is an independent thinker and has her own views and I don't want to change her for that I like the fact that she has her own independent way of doing things but I've often felt like she never agrees with anything I say Um, so and her tone of voice implies that I must be a complete idiot and I want her to be her own person but I also want her to value my perspective on things. So these things are, are are doable. Again, on the man's side, he has a lot of his own self-work to do when dealing with his wife. And the wife has a lot of self-work to do when dealing with the husband. And the fact that a husband, the males in general, need respect and affirmations, it's so hardwired in a man's psyche. And like we said, most women, men would rather feel unloved than disrespected or inadequate. Generally speaking, though, if he feels disrespected, he's going to feel unloved. And um, so this is really the, a piece of advice that could give the women that if you want to love your husband in the way he needs to be loved, then you need to ensure that he feels your respect most of all. If a husband feels that you don't respect him, there's no way... That he'll have a simchas hachayim in himself. Respect means to consider worthy of high regard. 
And to say that, how could I respect him? He does this, he does that, he does things that don't, didn't earn my respect yet. Could be true, could be not true, could be exaggerated. And even if it is true, this is the idea of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu though told us, that he put in every yid, in every neshama, every human being, that if there's things that are negative or flaws that's covering up the diamond, but the diamond is still there. Or it's like the fresh spring water that's underneath the surface that has to be dug in, dug out. So the external behaviors may be a lot left yet to be desired and need to be worked on. And not taking lightly that fact that in marriage they both need to work together towards working against you know the trend and working on their flaws and improving themselves. But at the same time, though, there will always be things to respect. There's always a tzad hatayv. There's always that nekuda tayv, that good point in every husband and in every wife that you could bring up. The, if, a, if a wife, like we said, needs to feel very loved, a husband needs to know there's always something in his wife that's worthy of love. And the same thing if a, if a husband knows needs respect, a wife... There's always something in a husband that deserves that respect. And it's really a self-fulfilling prophecy in the positive sense. The more you respect your husband, the more he'll feel elevated by it, and the more he'll want to behave in an elevated manner. So the idea behind it, though, is, is that you need to accept him for who he is. And we tell the husband on his side, he needs to accept her for who she is. Ah, you're going to tell me there's so much room that, of improvement that has to happen. And we talked about it many times. It's not sister one another. There are times and situations and there'll be periods where you could sit together and work through things that are bothering each other in a normal, calm, healthy way. And you work together towards these things to work it out, to make it better. But there's a certain etzem nekuda, though, of accepting the person the way he is. That they're a good person. They may have flaws, but I accept them in, inherently for who they are. That's very, very important. It's a two-way street with that. And, um, and the husband needs to do this for his wife. And a wife, if, he wants, if she wants to meet her husband's need to be respected, which is a key to Shalom Mayas, she needs to accept him for who he is. And she needs to choose her words wisely. Accepting him for who he is, is, here's the thing. Intimacy is a very risky thing. As a husband and wife over time reveal to each other who they really are, they both hope that the other person would automatically love, be loving and accepting to them. And if both of the spouses feel accepted and loved, then emotional and spiritual and physical closeness usually result from that. But if one of the spouses feels unaccepted and unloved, then the other one will retreat and result in emotional and spiritual and physical distance. So in order to have this relationship, you need to feel safe. You both need to feel safe. If you feel unsafe, you'll withdraw into yourselves instead of taking the risk of trying to connect to your husband or wife who may cause you to feel rejected. That's why acceptance is a key factor in building an intimate relationship in a marriage. And this goes both ways. Like we said, it's a two-way street. Wife needs The husband needs to expect, accept his wife unconditionally. She may have flaws that she needs to work on, but with that, he needs to accept her.
and the, and the husband it works the same way. Does your attitude towards your husband cause him to shut down towards you or to open up to you? That's a question you need to ask yourself. Do you consistently affirm him, encourage him with a spirit of a complete acceptance? Or does he feel closed off emotionally from you because of that spirit of rejection that he senses in you? That's, those are questions need to be asked. And this is what Mishlei says, that because, uh, um, I forgot the exact Lushen, but from all Mishmar Nitzar Libech, or something like that, it's in Pasuk, it's in Mishlei Paragvav. Basically, above all else, all else, guard your heart, because it affects everything you do. HaKadosh Baruch Hu placed us in us the ability to discern when our hearts are being treated properly, or when they're being trampled upon. And human nature leads us to avoid relationships that cause us to feel bad about ourselves. So you need to go back and realize that marriage is not one big romantic long date. There's reality, there's responsibilities, there's, there's always going to be issues, but here is where the decision needs to be made. I'm going to develop a positive attitude. I'm going to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to help me, remind me, on the times when I may, have, may have, I may have been too harsh, I may have been too judgmental, I may have been too demanding, and, and realize that that is a spirit of rejection. And I'm asking Mechila from HaKadosh Baruch for that, and I'm going to ask Mechila from my husband for that. And to be humble to admit when you fail to show acceptance and respect, which is the first step to build a trust. And... This is something that you work together on. You know, like I said, all of these things that we're talking in this year is a two-way street. It works both ways. So to summarize the various yesidas that I said here, is number one is we could choose our attitudes. We could choose to be happier. We could choose to smile, even if we don't feel like smiling, but our smiling and, and acting warm this is a Yisoyed in Mesel Yisharem. It's a Yisoyed in Sefer Achinech and in other places where not to say, oh, when I feel it, that's when I'm going to express it. No, the other way around. It may seem external. You know, I'm going to outside, quote-unquote, fake it, right? Chitzainius. The Mesel Yisharem says this openly in many areas. Number one is, let's say, if a person is, has a lazy nature inside, but if he walks more diligently and walks briskly, let's say, let's say to shul or whatever it is, even though he feels lazy, he'll ultimately change inside. Same thing here. The more you smile, the happier you feel. The more smile you smile towards your husband, show warmth towards him in your facial expressions, you'll feel warmer. He'll feel warmer towards you. So that's number one. Number two is is that so is the idea of giving your husband the healthy proper respect, and not to never disparage him in front of your children, and in front of in front of your family members. And again, uh, tell the husbands the same thing. They have to be extremely careful not to do that to their wives. If there's an issue between the both of them, they talk about it privately in a respectful way. And that is a very, very important insight. And accepting who he is, ultimately. And even if there's flaws to work through them, but accept their, 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 their ikr nekudas hachayim of who they are. And to work and be makabala towards developing a warmer attitude, 
a more accepting attitude, a more forgiving attitude towards one another. Brachen atzlachen.